We are here with Michael Gibson. Now, I was turned on to Michael Gibson by, by a local person here uh, that dropped a few of his stories in my inbox and said, hey, you got you to see this guy. And I was hooked. From the second I was uh, shown Michael Gibson's content on, on Instagram, is where I first saw him, I was really hooked because it's very rare where you get a truth teller on so many different areas of life that is so compelling, so articulate, and really like he's going against the grain in such a such an interesting way. And he gets so much views, there's so much engagement on, on the stuff he says, and there's a reason why. When you just start going through the different pieces of content that he puts out, a, a lot of it instinctually, like I resonate with, because these are hard, cold facts. And, and again, this is what's getting rare and rare and rare in America. It's amazing and it's an honor to have you on this show, Michael. Yeah, you welcome, bring Michael. so much to the table. You have so many unique perspectives. And I think that embedded in so much of what you're saying is something that people uh, at the top of the food chain do not want you to say. They do not want people like you out there uh, speaking the truth. So welcome to the show, man. I don't know where this is going to go, but I think this is going to be fun. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I appreciate you both having me on. It's an honor. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't we start with a question? Normally on this show, what we do is we, we like to go low. Matt always has a, a something that he loves to say. You can only go as high as you've once been low. I think that we extract a lot of gold out of our, uh, out of our guests with that. But you, you bring something totally different to the table. Be, besides your business success and, and the world of, of entrepreneurship and dream achievement, you really have, have dedicated this, at least this chapter of your life to what I know, to going to speaking truth and to saying things that you are not going to hear anywhere um, and really articulating it with such unique points when it comes to finance and money and the systems in this world, and, 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 but, but primarily America, but and beyond, you really opened my mind up and someone who loves history as a student of the game uh, to things that I've never heard before, but it, they make complete sense. So let me just start off with a question. And again, I think we don't need to go as personal on this one because the conversation is just going to be intriguing at this level, at this surface level. What is wrong with America right now? Because I think everyone can feel it, left or right. You Again, you feel it. Something's fucked up. And they may have gone too far with COVID. What happened? <laughs> well... Yeah, COVID was just, well, it's all, all the, all the bubbles, all the crashes, all the uh, crisis, sell them the solution, paint yourself as a good guy. That's been going on forever. COVID just really awoken most people that were uh, just on the edge and feeling like something was wrong. So what's wrong with the country is uh, not the country, just the world. Okay. We've taken over now. There's 13 families that own the entire planet, 13 bloodlines, okay? Um, and I'll, I'll go as deep on this stuff as I can without getting myself, uh, putting myself in peril. Uh, we've been having a lot of weird things going on in our life since I started speaking out. Mm. Uh, we've been visited by three-letter agencies. We've had entities inside of all of our bank accounts, uh, and our IT people picked up on it. They had been in there for a month just watching. They weren't taking anything. They were just checking everything out, watching everything we do. So uh, I'm aware of this, and it's all intimidation. But things have gotten to the place now where if we don't stand up and stop this, it's going to be a slaughter. So the whole, and I mean in every sense of the word, economically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, um, spiritually, physically, Okay, the whole agenda goes back, way back. You can look on the Georgia Guidestones, which they blew up last year because it was too much attention was being brought to it. A 120,000 right. pound stone monolith in Georgia, right. right in the middle of downtown of the city that stated the first thing chiseled on the stone was depopulate the planet to 500 million people and maintain it there. Well, how the hell are they going to get rid of seven and a half billion people to get down to that $500 million level? Are they going to politely ask us to leave the planet? Mm. No, they're going to have to kill seven and a half billion of us. So once you realize that that is their end game and then people are like, why would they do that? One, yep. they view us as cockroaches that need to be exterminated. We're, we're littering up their planet. Even though if you really look at the evidence, the truth of the matter, corporations pollute on a scale that's just un 
incomprehensible compared to human beings. So putting a little blue bin and putting your recyclable stuff in there each month is such a con job. That isn't going to even be a drop in the bucket. All humans combined compared to what the corporations are doing to rape this planet. But they want to gaslight you and make you think you're the problem. That's the problem. Too many people in this world don't know anything about gaslighting, Mm. don't know anything about narcissists. Mm. Go get some books on gaslighting and narcissism. I was married to two of those. That's how I learned the hard way, how much damage they can do and and that. And normal people like myself and my children had no clue about these human beings. But they're out there, and this this world generates narcissists uh, and gaslighters at a staggering rate Mm. now. Uh, everything's about us and what we can get out of other people. Unfortunately, instead of being one community, one tribe of human beings, because we're all just human beings. It's not black versus white, rich versus poor. That's what they've convinced us of. Okay. Get us to fight each other. They don't need to fight us. We're too busy fighting each other. So everyone needs to go get a book on gaslighting and narcissism, start reading it. Then you'll start to be able to see through all the bullshit that's being spoken worldwide through the mainstream media by all the politicians, all of the lawmakers. It's all a game Mm. at our expense. They feed us. They sell us the overprocessed food that they know will make us sick so that they can sell us drugs that mask symptoms but don't heal anything but keep you miserable till the day you die. People that are miserable, people in fear, they're easy to rule, they're easy to control. That's why every time you turn on the news, it's all manipulation and fear. Turn that shit off, start talking to God, and you'll see things start to clear up for you. Right. Yeah, well, okay, number one, what a start to a show. I know, it's so Um, great. But this is a conversation that you should have. You, you know, you, as, much, as optimistic for me as I am as a person, as forward thinking as I am, always want to find, extract the gold out of any situation, silver linings are in all these mistakes. I love the game of entrepreneurship. That's where I tend to focus. But I am very aware of this conversation. Uh, if, when you start thinking about like people at the top of the food chain, people you aspire to be like, if you can't maintain this type of conversation, Likely, you're not going to succeed very well in life. When you start hanging around truly successful people, this is a conversation that's happening all across America at that high level. So for our listeners and anyone out there, let's just start by saying this is a conversation you should be aware of. It shouldn't be turning you off. You shouldn't act like a woke person that's you know, going to panic and freak out. You need to understand how the world works. And this is part of the game. This is part of the process, at least being able to digest and understand that really the truth about how people are playing at the top of the food chain, how different industries really, how they really actually work, how government really works. America was an idea, a beautiful idea. It wasn't a country. It was an idea. It never existed before. And it really set the tone for something so beautiful. But just like where there's darkness, there must be light. Where there's good, there must be evil. So too with freedom, there's going to come destructive forces that that try to silence it, crush it, and manipulate everything. That's all he's saying so far right out of the gates is just identifying that that actually exists. I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. We've already uh, uh, kind of identified a precedent and a foundation um, for, for, you know, why this is the way it is. But... I always think about where are we headed. I think about trajectory and it's really scary, but you can't avoid this conversation. It's not going to end well. And it, America has got to wake up because right now the second amendment might be saving us from the misery that countless other nations have known. And really like as a world, you wonder why they're pushing this one world order. They're trying to get it all into one box, one, one entity, one government. But you're touching is something I've, I've not really heard before and that it already is one and it has been for a long time. Please expand upon that and, and, and continue brother. I didn't want to cut you off there. I just want to set a tone. No, not at all. Um, So, yeah, it's been like that since the beginning of time. It was founded that way. Now, we can go back to where it all started with the Anunnaki that came from another place to here. Every ancient civilization on the planet speaks of these people. Even the Bible speaks of it. They're known as the Watchers, the Fallen Angel. Okay? Now, as far as uh, from a game perspective, they chose 13 bloodlines to rule. Okay? If you look at there was this 15-year-old girl about two years ago, I believe, and don't, uh, I'm terrible at dates because my life is so hectic. So I literally have people that sit around correcting me nonstop about dates. So just take a great uh, date that I give with a grain of salt. But the story is true. 
This 15-year-old girl a couple of years ago decided to do a project for her uh, history class. She wanted to trace back every president that we've ever had to see where they trace back to and all of that. All but one president, all are related and go back to King George V. Mm. Now, wow. if this is a democracy, and listen, first, that was all over the news for about a week, and then they shut it down, the story. Interesting. Well, they had Harvard professors and professors from Yale all over the place trying to disprove what she was saying. No one could. Mm. It's a fact. Wow. All presidents but one, uh, and I want to say Van Buren or somebody, I'd have to look it up, but you could Google it. All but one go back, and of course they've watered it down now if you go to Google and tried to twist it. However, how, if we live in a democracy and democracy is real and elections actually are real, how could every president in history but one be related? Can I ask you a question real quick? I'm going to make it, I've never heard of this before, so it somehow passed me up, but I'm going to make one guess based on just my instincts, and I want to be, I want to make this guess out loud. When you look at what's happened in, to Trump and how the media's handled him, how I'm guessing he's the one. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Okay. No, no, okay. no. He's playing a role. Trump's in on it. Listen, guys. Damn. Nobody. Who is the one? Nobody. Nobody that gets Google that, please. Google which oh, you're president. Find out. Okay. I would have swore yeah, it was him because they okay. are turning on that guy his like I've never seen. His assistant's Googling it. Well, but he's playing a role. Listen, politics are fake. All of it. Kings and queens, they're fake. They're just figureheads, puppets. They do what they're told. Who? Van Buren, like I said, he's the only one that's not related in history. Interesting. Period. Okay. He okay. broke through. So, <laughs> yes. So, the, the, um, Damn. Everybody. So what happens is you achieve some success, some level of success in whatever your given field is. If it's a field that they can utilize, that 13 families can utilize to benefit them, they're going to send you an emissary that shows up and says, hey, great job. You've done really well getting this business or this whatever tech to this level. Now we're going to come in and take it from here. Hmm. And a lot of people are like, hell, no, you're not taking it. This is mine. Well, I tell you what. You're going to play a role for us because we're taking over the planet. We'll protect you and your family. We'll make you unbelievably wealthy and you'll be safe or we could kill you and your entire family. So which would you prefer? Wow. Nobody escapes that visit that gets to a certain level or above. You cannot become a billionaire without having that conversation. They won't let it happen. They have rigged all the games. Just like me, if I get into a business deal with somebody, it's rigged in my favor or I won't do the deal because I'm, I'm done with losing money on deals hoping other people do what they say. I know I can count on myself to do what I say. So therefore, I structure the deal where I cannot lose. I make money if you pay me as agreed. Right. I make a lot more money if you don't pay me. Right. So I'm okay either way. So, yeah. They have done the same thing with the whole planet. You can read a book called The uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Now that is all of an ex-CIA operative, they're called ghosts. They go around the world destabilizing governments, yeah. enslaving them in debt, and then when they can't pay the debt back, we step in and say, okay, you're either gonna be our patsy and do what we say, you're gonna be our puppet, or we'll replace you with someone that will. And now the country is bankrupt, and now you're gonna sell us all your resources at pennies on the dollar to enrich our corporations, the 13 families, uh, or we'll bankrupt the country. Now that's how we've taken over, not us, but the 13 families using the USA, we have taken over the entire planet and enslaved it economically to where they have to do what we say or we'll destroy the country. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, number one, even if, you, if this is all brand new news to you and you really don't have a lot of insight, just think about human nature, think about how evil actually works, think about the Bible, think about history. Is it far-fetched? Just on the surface level, without any facts, just hearing what he's saying, I don't think it, it's really that far out of evil's grip at all to think that this is a reality. Power is a weird thing. And, and really money is nothing. Money is just a tool, but power is the game. And, and, and I don't think, I'm just thinking as logically yeah, as I can. I'm I don't in, know about I'm you, Matt. Intrigued. I'm super intrigued by your perspectives, Michael. Like interesting. The, the 13 families, are those uh, like publicly known names or are they just? Like the Rothschilds. 
I'm not going to name them Go on, on yeah, yeah. public airways yeah. because I have kids. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not really interested in dying yeah. just to try to wake people up because most people don't want to wake up. Now, if it comes down to it, I'll die for my causes. Yeah. And you come after me and my family, sure. you better make sure that you're coming and you pack a lunch. Where, you, but where, where, your insight is, is incredible. Just how you think already. I can already tell like these, like even if you don't agree with him, right out of the surface, I'll address this. Like this is just intriguing conversation. Like super engaging it is, 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 is something that you should do. You should think critically every, when I was a kid, it was a big deal to think critically. And that wasn't that long ago. Like really, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not that old. Uh, even though I feel like, damn, that's a big number. I remember thinking I'll never get to 40. You know what I mean? But now that's already there. But the point is, is not that long ago, critical thinking was very crucial and, and really in part of the model of education. It seems like critical thinking is all but done. If you don't think this way, like they'll silence the fuck out of you. So even if this conversation forces a little critical thinking, like just considering it is really interesting. But the in, inside knowledge that you have and in your articulation of these points, does the, where does this come from for you? This is my one of my first questions that stemmed is is where are you like pulling information? Yeah, what's your story your on discovering these yeah. things? Yeah. So it started about 15 years ago. So I've been in business for 32 years. And listen, guys, this is all just strategy and games. Okay. Okay. So if you're and I was good at sports. Uh, once I couldn't play sports anymore, I got hit by a lumber truck and had to learn how to walk again. Once I couldn't play sports anymore, the next thing I found that was as close to sports as I could find was business. Mm -hmm. It's all about strategy. It's all about beating your opponent. True. It's all, of course, we have figured out how to do it differently now, where we come alongside people in trouble and form a team, a tribe, and, and I share my knowledge and uh, experience and wisdom, resources, connections with these people to change their lives and bring them out the other side during one of the worst periods of their life, which is financial upheaval when they're losing everything. Sure. Well, what you've got to understand and how you know what I'm saying is true about the entire planet being run by 13 families, think back. To, to when business first exploded in this country, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's. Industrial Revolution. Uh, correct. It's simply competition, because it was just open competition back there. There were, no, was monopolies. there were no laws that limited stuff. Of course, now they just write loopholes in the law sure. that prevent the competition, yeah. you know, which gives them monopolies anyway, sure. but it's the appearance of law. Right. However, now let that go a little further. Once they took over America, why would you stop there? Right. Whatever strategies allowed you to take over America will work around the planet, especially that's when the push started for the rest of the world to jump on our economic system the way we did things right. and use our currency as a reserve currency so that they could then, by doing that, they just opened the door. They just let the fox in the hen house right. because if they had already taken over America, the largest uh, economic power in the world after World War II what would stop them from taking over the whole planet? Sure. So it's not that hard to see. If they could take over this country, it'd be easy to take over the rest, and they have. Sure. And then, Just use your common sense, and you could see. Unbridled, once you've figured out a game, it gives you a very unfair advantage yeah. over those that don't have the game figured out and have the resources especially to resist you or fight you on things. So they just took that to the nth degree until they took over the whole planet. That's funny. You said something earlier, but it just resonated with me. So I have a, a, a dear, a, a, like almost like a second father figure, um, but he's a land development business partner of mine that I've just grown really close with. I've learned a lot from one of the first things he taught me, and this is a billionaire. Um, he's liquid billionaire too. Um, just sold one of his nine companies and it did really well. But so he's worth listening to for sure. I mean, just so much gold comes out of him. He's such a humble man. But the, one of the first things he taught me is everything that you see in life is manipulated. All markets are manipulated. All downturns are manipulated. These are done on purpose. But it was one of the very first key points that he made to me is, is about market cycles. And it's something like it's one thing to hear it or read it. It's another thing to hear it from a billionaire who you're sitting right next to and you're looking at what he's done with his life. So that was re really interesting. I mean, another thing he was really talking about was a, a lot of the, the gold standard, really 
the manipulation of money, especially after the gold standard, where there was really nothing to back up anything, how crazy like the world and society went once they figured out how to really have money that didn't have any real value to back it up, except the good old faith of who? <laughs> of America. Like, anyway, you're, you're right. tapping into something that I just think is a great conversation for listeners who have never heard this before. Um, again, like this may be jarring, so a little <laughs> disclaimer here, but think critically. So keep going, yeah, man. I'm going to unleash yeah, the, you, please. Go back to the 15 years ago, uh, Michael, you, you, uh, yeah, you were talking. Yep. You, you, you seem to be, um, incredibly savvy at business and, uh, at least a lot of the copy and it does come through in the way your manner of speaking is your knack, um, for seeing things, opportunities people don't see in business and, um, uh, but tell us that the you you started to reference it, but then we segued out of it. Like the fifteen years ago, you started to be a student of these things. So a show called Ancient Aliens came on fifteen years ago, uh. and I started watching that. And my brain, everybody that knows me will tell you, my brain is constantly trying to perfect things. Everything in my world, I'm kind of a perfectionist just by nature. Even loading the dishwasher, every single time I load it. I'm figuring out what is a more efficient way, what could get them cleaner, what gives them more access to the water that's spraying. It's just the way my brain works, no matter what I'm working on. So when I started seeing, and ancient aliens got taken over, by the way, they got approached and they were told to stop doing certain things and now start pushing certain narratives. You can tell when the 13 families sends a representative through whatever channels and conduits because people start changing their narratives. Now, I could talk about some really famous people that are big on social media. I'm not going to because I've been told not to. Uh, People don't like you pointing out when other people have been bought. But it's real obvious to me when people are speaking on one thing. Let's talk about home ownership, how that's a great investment. I don't give a shit what anybody says unless you're a savvy investor and good at business. Owning a home is a fantastic investment. Totally agree. That's majority. Well, look at the big people out there who used to say that, who are now telling all their followers that owning a home is stupid. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they just switched gears like that and started saying a lie to people once they got millions of followers and they're flying around in private jets and living on yachts? And, you know, GC is one of them. Yes. I'll use his initials. He does. He always preaches uh, that. Now, lying to people. Because he either got approached or he got bought off. Either which way, they shouldn't be out there saying people should pay attention to what these people say. I tell people all the time, if you ever see me switch gears with what I've been saying previously without explanation, (laughs) you can assume people got to me, so stop listening to me. Interesting. I would agree with the the sentiment. I thought for in that particular case, this was just my logical mind thinking, is like, well, he's raising a lot of money off of unaccredited investors, so it seems like an easy logical, but I did consider that thought. Like, how do you possibly say that? There is so much raw equity that is, like literally most people's net worth is built into the raw equity of a home they bought as their primary home or any home, really. But it's a, it's a terrible uh, statement to say that that's true. And I personally built a lot of like, I've made millions of dollars just in buying personal homes just because I bought in the right time and the land appreciated and I exited really handsomely countless times. But the main point is, is I thought, well, he, you know, he's raising money from unaccredited investors, so he's going to try to dumb that down uh, for that reason. But you're, you're, you're saying it's something more than that. It is. Okay. Because you'll also notice that this person, and listen, he ain't the only one. There's no, many you're right. There's, out there. It's true. Right, right. But you'll notice that their wealth skyrockets right as soon as they start switching their narratives mm-hmm. to what the did 13 families want them to say. So if you look at the 2030 agenda, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. <laughs> they don't want you owning a home. That's when these guys that are big on social media, these famous people, started switching their narratives, saying you don't want to own a home. That's the biggest bunch of bullshit I think I've ever heard. Rent something from someone else and pay off their mortgage for them and not pay off your own. Also, don't build up equity so that you can tap into it and use it for investments. It's a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And if people were taught how to tap into their equity and what to put it in, the six games that you cannot lose money at, if you do it properly in the way we teach people to do it, because you just don't get involved in the deals that have risk. You can rig the six games. 
It's tax liens, defaulted discounted notes, uh, private lending, real estate, mergers and acquisitions, and government-funded group homes. You cannot lose money at those games if you do them properly. Those are the six games that are the foundation of wealth for the 13 families. Lending is a huge part of it. They control all the money. So knowing that, why would you switch after years and years and years of telling people what a great investment buying your own home is to start, to build up some equity? It's not the only thing, but it's a good thing that everybody knows how to do. Pay your damn mortgage. Build up some wealth. Then all of a sudden, they start saying, you don't want to own a house. It's a terrible investment. You want to rent. With no reasoning behind it, nothing that makes sense anyway, and the people skyrocketed their wealth during that switch in their narrative. Yeah, this is becoming a nation of rent. This is be- this is becoming a nation of renters. And you know what's funny is as is I was talking to a friend of mine at a title company, all the homes in, in the last month that are, that have been sold in this title company are coming from investors. These are not coming from young families that are that are you know starting a family and they and they saved up enough for a down payment. Like that's just the climate right now, but it, you hear more and more and more about the properties being bought up are coming from institutional size investors. Yeah, exactly. At the BlackRock. BlackRock, exactly. These guys are scary motherfuckers. I don't give a shit who you are. You should be scared of these big giant corporations that are buying up everything. They're just a shell. They're doing what they're told by the 13 families. Just, you got to go higher. Yeah, higher. Everything than you all think is the top. Go higher. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Those are the people pulling the strings. Now, why did BlackRock, and if you go on my personal Facebook page, two to three years ago, I was calling all of this, telling everybody it was coming and happening. Everything I said has happened or is happening now. Everything. So people want to say I just started jumping out there and jumping on a bandwagon. No. I just now let my teams convince me to get out there because I didn't want to deal with all the bullshit that I'm having to deal with right now by being out on social media, speaking the truth. Mm. I mean, my children get threatened. I get threatened. It's just, it's nonstop hate from the woke crowd. Yeah. It's just shit I didn't want to have to deal with. My life was doing pretty well as it yeah, was. you didn't need this. How, somebody's got to stand up and speak out about this and wake people up. And we all got to band together and we could stop it like so, that. So you think, like, I'm just thinking of the Jamie Dimes world, Larry Fink at BlackRock. You think that it goes over his head and he's a shell operator too? Is he being, is Larry Fink, who's one of the founders of BlackRock, who's a CEO, is he being controlled? You're saying he's being controlled by someone much more powerful than them. They're told what to do. You know how you want to know it's true, Hmm. what I'm saying? That everybody that's in the public eye is a puppet and they do what they're told. There are no governments. There are no countries against each other. Mm. They just fit it that way so that we have an enemy to fear at all times. Because the more in fear you are, the easier you are to control and manipulate. Here's how you know it's true, okay? If, well, let's just go example after example. If a president or a leader, a dictator, a king, a queen, anybody steps out of line and actually tries to change things, what happens to them? They end up meeting with an accident. They get their head blown off. Their helicopter crashes, whatever the case is. Okay, Murder, Inc. beats a path to their door. The way you know people like Trump are in on the scam. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He got approached and he said, gave him the same choice they give everybody. Do you and your family want to get killed or do you want to play a role for us and we'll protect you? It's good guy, bad guys, just like professional wrestling. For the cameras, you got to have white hats and black hats. It creates a compelling story. People watch. Behind the scenes, they're all hanging out, getting drunk, partying. Yeah. Right? I've seen that. In my- well, when I was a kid, we didn't know that. We thought professional wrestling was real, and it was more real there. They actually beat the shit out of each other, real blood, and people hated each other that fought, okay? Um, but back in the 80s, 90s, they acknowledged, okay, this is all just theater. We all scripted. You go out there. The way you know this is true, look at some of the behind-the-scenes photographs and videos of these parties that people throw after getting in front of the cameras and just spewing hate at each other, talking about how despicable people are on the other side of the politics or whatever, and then you catch them at parties hanging out together, hugging on each other, laughing, having a drink. Do you go hang out at parties with people you hate? And despise what they do and what they stand and, for. And you're right. You no, and you're and yeah. you're and you're exactly right. It's funny. So uh, my, my same friend I was just telling you about Trump called him two weeks ago. 
He's trying to come to Nevada and do something, so he's cozying up to him right now. He's a powerful man. And um, Trump's laughing about these indictments. That third indictment comes down. He's laughing about it. He goes, ah, you see the polls? The polls, they love me. They, they, you know, that indictment's good, but it's all, you, you keep referencing this game that they're all playing. They are. It's a legitimate game, and you're right. You're absolutely right. The second the, the debate stage in, they go behind doors, and they're just laughing. Like, there is, some, there is a racket in this for sure. The, the, the big trick is really is, I think, you know, sort of the illusion from, from at least even at my, from my perspective of whether of what you can and can't trust like that was something that's hard to grapple with i thought covid you know that really brought us down to like you know you can't trust elections now like it's it's visibly seeable now maybe it was never that way in the past i don't know but what i do know now is mail-in ballot and, and ballot harvesting is a real thing me and my wife have not been registered in the state of nevada for 13 years and in that last election we got two ballots in our names to our hayden lake address in idaho uh, from Nevada, and I called raised hell. I'm a principled guy, right? I threw them away, ripped them up. I should have voted, fuck it, but I didn't. Did. Well, I checked after. You could check to see if you voted. Sure enough, me and Jeanette both, we voted in the state of Nevada, which I, I, I don't even know how they, they re-rolled those up. So, well, something changed during COVID that's undeniable, and if you can't trust elections anymore, like, I don't know if you have a country, but are you saying that even if that might be true now, like it was already rigged before that, or was there any sense of a real election pr previous to COVID? Because this is a really important question. Yeah, well, there were, let me go back to the Trump thing real quick and then we'll touch on elections. Okay. So think back to the debates with when he was talking to his main mantra was not only make America great, which that's fine, I'm all for that, but lock up Hillary Clinton. He used to have people chant that yep. at his rallies, lock her up, lock her up, right. right? What did he do during his presidency to go after her and try to lock her up? Nothing. Anything at all. No. Nothing. It died as soon as he got elected. What does that tell you? It was all bullshit. They're all in on it together. Or he could have locked her up or at least drug her through the court systems yeah. like as he's pretending to do now for himself. He could have made her life miserable. Whoa. And if he wanted to weaponize the Department of Justice, the FBI, CIA, all of that against her and put her in prison. Listen, dude, if they if the government wants you in prison, you're going to prison. It did. I don't give a shit. It, if you're right or wrong, if you're innocent or guilty, they'll get you put in prison while they sort it out or you keep appealing things for the rest of your life. It so the fact. He never went after her. It seemed like, though, when he was president, that every system in government was sort of weaponized against him. Even as he was in office, he was fighting all these unique battles that were just rare for any president to have to fight against your own FBI. Your, I mean, all different heads of departments were after him. So he's like, in his, in his words, cleaning, cleaning out the swamp, draining the swamp, trying to get rid of all this. And even after he left the, the office of president, it seems like all these heads are, uh, uh, of these different departments are now going after him. He had the whole Russia collusion, Russia gate, all this, all this crap he had to fight for that no other president had to fight against. It does seem like he was the odd man out in the game, if you will, because Biden and the Clintons and the Bushes, they got away with a lot of stuff that Trump doesn't appear to be getting away with. So can you... Pay, uh, give some clarity on that because it seems like if, if they are playing the same game it's really unfair to him just based on on that yeah. alone he's just playing his role mm. somebody's got to be the bad guy somebody's got to be the good guy mm. so his role is you're going to be the bad guy we're going to come after you we're going to this we're going to that if they wanted him in prison he'd be in prison okay how long did uh andrew tate just spend in prison with no charges, Six, no nothing. Seven months, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was two or three months, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but it, it, you know, he sat there with no charges being filed. They could do whatever. They, how many people sit in Guantanamo Bay for years without a trial or charges being filed? Right. If our government wants you in prison, you're going to go to prison. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted Trump in prison, he'd be in prison regardless of his money. What up? So go, go ahead. ahead, Mike. Oh, I was gonna. What what? In that, in that light or in that context, what's inspiring you to speak out or take a, such a bold public line in the sand about these matters? Like what? Um, One, because it's real easy to see what's going on and nobody seems to be aware, except for the people that have rigged the games. Mm. So 
once you're in business at a certain level, you guys know there's strategies involved, there's maneuvers that are involved, there's ways to protect yourself, there's ways to be anonymous. Yeah. You know, you can own companies and things like like people yeah. people come and oh, I don't see you own anything. Yeah. Because I have it that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we use trusts, we use holding corps, offshore corps, umbrella corps, all these vehicles that are designed to keep you anonymous and protected. Yeah. Now, I had to learn that because of a con marriage I went through. Someone targeted me, a woman. Uh, I had no interest in marrying this person or even dating this person. Went out for a couple of weeks. Uh, and she did what's done to professional athletes all the time or movie stars. I just never thought that a normal Joe like me would get caught up in something like that. Wow. But it turns out she had done it to other people before me. They hired private investigators. So I learned the hard way because I was too visible. I had everything in my name, everything in LLCs, which are easy to get through. I had to learn how to be invisible with asset protection, just like the 13 families do. So once you know that they can be invisible behind the scenes, but pulling all the strings, well, now you start looking at strategy. Instead of scratching your head going, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would they sell us food that makes us sick? That doesn't make sense. Why would they sell us drugs that never heal us when they've got plant-based medicines that actually heal? Why would they be killing doctors that can cure cancer and any disease with sound waves like Royal Rife? Why would they kill doctors that can cure cancer with vitamin C? Why would they outlaw stem cells in this country that actually heal people? I know because I've been on them. But every other country in the world, it's legal. Why? When you start seeing the strategies yeah. behind this stuff, and it all is designed for power and to separate you from your money and keep you tied to the system till the day you die. I'll add, where you can't achieve I'm going to add to that just because you, you – triggered a thought here we just interviewed an amazing uh, girl named jesse lee who's battling stage four cancer but she's fighting it holistically and her cancer markers are going down and no oncologist in america can understand why and the and, and her and her doctor oncologist in germany who she's been seeing she's got a lot of she's a high net worth human so she can go seek out other types of treatment that maybe aren't so known to the masses that exist and he's very certain they're going to get it he said it's a nasty one they it's pretty bad but we're going to fix this don't you worry I um, mean, that's in Germany. Over here, it's a completely different story. But what's interesting, she said something. She was talking about vitamin C. She was talking about a very rare, expensive treatment uh, that involves, I think, stem cells. Stem but she cells. was talking about coffee enema. She's talking about ozone therapy. But one of the things she was saying is all these medical people in the profession that know about like ozone treatments, which is oxygen, cleaning your blood, oxygen, killing off all the pathogens, putting a lot of oxygen in your body, uh, all these things that you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, vitamin C especially is one she highlighted. But she said the doctors would tell them, hey, don't say anything. We don't, we cannot make too much noise about this. We've got to be, this isn't, we never claim this is going to like really cure anything, but we got to really silence the noise. And, and, and I've talked to her in more in depth about it, but even on the podcast, she went there and she said, yeah, they don't want you talking about this at all. And these people use it themselves, the medical professionals use it themselves, but they'll never recommend it to their cancer patients. And right. it's interesting. So what you're saying has some validity and, and I'm just going to keep connecting little dots as I see them along your storyline, because to a lot of people, this is going to sound bizarre, and this may be something that they just well, their brain can't process. And you're and, not, and they may you're shut not it unfamiliar with that, Michael. Like you obviously recognize like what you're laying down to the average, let's say, person. Who, um, so I have a question on that, like two two part question. Like I've uh, going through some of your Instagram, you've made the declaration that the last couple of years, what you've said has transpired. And you're predicting, uh, you give it a rough time frame, but in terms of uh, the digital digitizing money and uh, what's going to happen to cash. Well, it's kind of a two-part question. I want, because you're gauging, like you're always gauging, what you're sharing is so out of the mainstream. So you're obviously always gauging, okay, where's my listener at? What can they stomach? <laughs> and how do I communicate to this the, to them in the briefest way possible maybe this cash prediction would be a good example um would you like to get into that sure well so first of all i don't think about what the audience can handle i probably should start more yeah. because wow uh the hate that comes at me because i just lay it out there i don't know how to sugarcoat things yeah. i wish i did yeah. my team 
trust me, is trying to get me to, but it feels dishonest. Yeah. When I have to hold back or change, just laying out the truth, it feels like a lie to me. Yeah. So that's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life. It's caused a lot of friction. I just don't know how to be any different. Mm. It feels uh, inauthentic to to be something that I'm not. So yeah. the whole cash thing, cash is going away. That's been the plan for 20 years. They've just now got all the pieces in place. And the whole, you know, the whole uh, digital currency, Bitcoin thing, the NSA put out the Bitcoin to begin with. Who really believes still today hmm. that after 10 years or how long it's been, the Bitcoin's been it's out, that they couldn't find the fucking designer of yeah. it, the creator of it, <laughs> some Japanese guy that no one's ever been able to find. We could find Saddam Hussein hiding in a hole in the desert, but we can't find this dude. Who invented Bitcoin? Yeah. Come on, It's man. a big digital mark to not have a, a trace to, to be able to find. Yeah, that's it's a good point. Even Dan Pena, yeah. the trillion-dollar man, yeah, so, says in some of his talks, if you really knew who was behind Bitcoin and all the cryptos, you'd get rid of it and run the other sure, direction. So, He's yeah. so it appears that the big banks are not on board with, with Bitcoin, as an example. Is that is that actually <laughs> not true? I mean, that they, it, it appears that those, those interests problem. disalign, but you're saying they align? So a banker, you think a banker's got some power. He has no power. He's at, he's beholden to the people that control the money, right? Okay. Right. Because if they want to cut off his bank, they just shut off his money. And the bank exists no more. They'll find a reason. So bankers are doing what they're told. They're playing the role. There has to be a bad guy. So when they shut off the money, the government will paint it as the evil bankers. Right have done this and caused this collapse by their greed there. They did the same thing during the 08 crash, okay? They put it off on the stockbrokers and the people selling the bonds and all of this, okay? That were backed by housing and rating them AAA when they were garbage. That's another thing. When the rating agencies were caught on the take, giving bonds a AAA rating that were literal garbage, Mm -hmm that nobody would have invested in if they hadn't backed it. When you can't even trust the agencies like the FDA and people like that that are on the take every single day, the patent offices. The patent offices are owned by the 13 families. It's just an early warning when you go apply for the patent. That's the problem with these scientists and doctors. They go apply for patents for their things that are going to change the world for the better, thinking that it's a legitimate system. It is not. It's just to let the 13 families know who to go kill next. Right. Man, yeah, uh. Period. End of story. Watch Dr. Stephen Greer's latest documentary, The Lost Century. He has thousands of doctors and scientists that they've documented. There's entire websites documented to how many doctors and scientists they kill every single month that are trying to bring out the truth. Yeah. Zero point energy. All diseases can be healed with sound waves. All of this technology has been there for hundreds of years and they've suppressed it and they'll kill anyone that tries to bring it out and better our lives. I think the one thing that's interesting now is society at large. I feel like I think with COVID they, maybe they went too far, but society at large knows that something is truly wrong. Like something's so wrong that, you know, the way they handled vaccines was so blatant and bizarre and just made no fucking sense. The whole math, the way they handled the mask issue, but it was so bizarre. And, and, and what's crazy is like, it happens in so many different places that you would never expect. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm on board of Make-A-Wish for, for North Idaho. And these poor sick children who are just trying to get a wish granted, all these bizarre rules would come down from the corporate level. They're really the, you know, the powerful people at the top that make decisions where that we can't grant wishes unless these children who are dying of illnesses in many cases get vaccine. And the parents would be in an uproar saying, well, they can't get a vaccine. Like their, their immune yep. systems are so sensitive and compromised as they fight these diseases through probably the wrong types of traditional medicine anyway. But who am I to say, really? I don't know. I'm just saying. But the point is, is like nothing would make sense and they would reprioritize. But then you go talk to like people that have an inside knowledge in the insurance world. What I, what I think is a really good gauge if something's true or not is just kind of talk to people that understand how insurance works. Cause these people assess risk for a living, kind of like climate change, global warming, which turned to climate change because obviously the world wasn't warming or, well, why would you be insuring homes on the coastline? If in five years, these all were going to be underwater, like, you know, all these millionaires and billionaires homes. But even my buddy owns an insurance company. He was talking about actual death numbers 
through all the years of COVID and beyond and before, all these statistics, was really no difference in death change. In fact, in some cases, it went down. It was not like more people were dying, but why is there a clicker clicking? Every time someone's dying on the news, everywhere we went, we would see the death toll of people dying. But all of a sudden, like uh, uh, pneumonia deaths, they, there was zero. Cancer, like all these numbers depressed as COVID went up. It was clear as my point. And every, across the board, you were seeing things that didn't make sense, even to average mass-like thinkers who were just sheep. They... Like, like they the, knew like something the, uh, was wrong. It's like the emperor has no clothes. Like if you just yes. if you're just a reasonably sober human and you're paying attention, there's so many. Yeah, we all kind of everyone sort of feels it. And oddly enough, in that is where this major divide between people happened. You had these extreme whack jobs who like believed everything the government told them. All of a sudden, by the way, you know, you think about the historical liberal when I was a kid. That was the per like save the earth type people. You know what I mean? Those people would never want fucking the government putting shots in their arms. That was the liberal when I was a kid. Now these people yep. are like, give me the shot. Like, you know what I mean? They wear t-shirts like promoting this shit. Like it's yeah. a big, like what, uh, something weird. Yeah. My point is this. There's so much bizarre shit that at some level, you know, something's really fucked. Like this is a tipping well, point I that happened. And so... <laughs> People, I feel like, have to rise. Is is the goal here to override the system with people that are wake, like truly waking up and are going to use what little power they have to slowly rise and to really take a country back, an idea back? Or, like, what is the end we game? Really, what is the goal? We're running out of time here, so we don't really have time. The only way to stop this is to stop participating in the system. So how do we do that? Hmm. Well, first, got to make money. Because if you can't afford, listen to this. I spoke on this the other day. If we just sat home for three months, if we all made enough money to have enough supplies for three to six months, we had enough cash, keep our bills paid for three to six months, and we just sat home and said we're not participating anymore in the system till we change it, till we're allowed to change it back the way we want it to put our own officials in place. You get to stay in office one year. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Maybe the presidency could be for. I don't know. Sure. I haven't thought that stuff through. Right. But definitely term limits where you can't get a chance to rig the games as much, or at least it's harder because it's always changing. Now, the only way to stop this right now is with money. So if we sat home for three months and stopped feeding the system, the system would collapse on itself. Interesting. That's been proven, economically, mathematically proven. If we stop feeding the system, the system starts to implode almost immediately. Within the first week, it causes upheaval, and I mean shockwaves. And you sit home for three months, six months tops, it will collapse, and they'll yield. Because we outnumber them, what, 10 million to one? I don't know the exact number, but it's a shit ton. We outnumber them. They've convinced us they have the power. We have the power. We just have to wake up and take it back. How do we take it back? By where we spend our dollars. If we let them get the digital in place, they can program the money where you can only spend it where they tell you can spend it. That's scary. So if you want to spend it at Bob's hardware store, you can't. It only works if you spend it with Amazon, yeah. the companies they control. That's how they wipe out all small and medium business owners and all competition, consolidate the power in the hands of a few, and therefore put us in a tighter cage than what we're in right now. If we don't stop this digital from going in place, we're facing an uphill battle. Yeah. The only way to make sense of this conversation where it serves anybody is to, is to again, yeah. is to figure out how to attach a lesson that can turn into a win, that can turn in momentum for you and your family. How to prepare, how to handle it, and if, you're, if your head's in the sand or in the mud, like that's the masses. Most people would not have a clue what we're talking about. I could talk about this shit all day because I literally study politics. I'm aware of how headlines affect the stock market. Now I'm thinking more of a retail, but I'm trying to read between the lines. I'm not gonna be privy to a lot of the information that, that you might have or people that are high up in the food chain might have because I'm just a normal successful guy. Like that's about it, but I'm smart enough to know the importance of this conversation and I will extract wins out of them just based on knowing things that the average person is either too stupid to know or they just don't wanna know because they're so fucking ignorant. And a lot of people that are ignorant, it, they literally can fuck, like, there could be a sign right in front of them that says stop and they won't see stop. I mean, it literally, like, they'll see right past it. And, that, and those people in my mind 
honestly are the easiest people to get railroaded in business. They just don't have a concept. The more I've learned about business and the higher up I go and the more people that with power I have, the more this conversation keeps resurfacing. The lower down the totem pole you get, the less this conversation happens. People do not, yes. the average person is so fucking dumb and they literally are only controlling things around them. And that's it, maybe that's a better, happier place to be is where you're not aware of the truth. I don't know, it's, it's an it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting conversation, but again, I'd wanna get back to one reality. How can we attach a win? I don't know why my screen got hazy. How can we attach a win yeah a win to your to what you're talking about in our personal lives because at the end of the day we want to end positive where there's a fucking lesson where someone can turn this into something that will serve them and their family or what's the point of the conversation if this is going to end in doom and gloom and and there's one other thing i wanted to just drop in there too is how war plays into this question i always think about like the history is something that is a I really i've always tried to been a student to but things have cycles, and really when things get too bad, they re kind of a reset with a war is something that's just the reality for fucking history. And I look at yeah. like, I look at R Russia right now, I look at Ukraine, all the bullshit that was talked around that big topic, which I now I just question. It's kind of a weird thing. Where, whatever happened to all that money, huh, Matt? Where'd all that American taxpayer dollars go? I don't know, I don't know. There's a war going on somewhere. Point is though, is like, these are, these are important questions to understand, to articulate, and there's a reason why the masses are the masses. How can our audience extract gold out of this shit? So, you know, the billions we spent in Ukraine is pennies compared to the trillions that went missing. Donald Rumsfeld came out right before the Iraq war and said, I forget how many trillions, but it was staggering. Nobody said a word. Hmm. He just said, oh yeah, we're missing all this money and right. we have no idea where it went. That's true. And then, uh, the war started, um, it, it's just shocking. So the whole, you know, to also prove that all politicians are just puppets and they're just actors, uh, Ukraine's president used to be a porn star. Yeah. He acted in, you know, he was in pornographic movies. Yeah. He's a comedian and an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what country would make him their president? It's, they're putting it right, they're mocking. That's a joke. Human beings, I agree. we are so asleep. Now, you, you said that people are stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I think they're uneducated and uninformed. And it's easier, because trust me, waking up is not a pleasant process. Uh, over the 15 years that I did it, it was very depressing, very disheartening. Yeah. You almost want to give up because the problem is so big, what the hell can I do about it? I'm one person. Yeah. What we can do is start connecting the dots for everybody and show them how the strategies and the decisions that they're making are leading you into a prison by 2030, which ends with seven and a half billion of us being wiped out through disease, through war, through all kinds of other means, okay? Because they want to make it look legitimate and like it's natural. Otherwise, we would all hang him from a tree somewhere. And they tell you okay? too, we, they actually tell you, if you listen and you read between the lines, they right. actually tell you what their plan is and it like man i don't know how people don't see it and they and a lot of times they have these freudian slips like you'll hear a lot of people do it but bill gates is a perfect person to sort of put on the on the stand here this guy has said it countless different ways and he comes out and says it and it's so blatant that, and then the media says oh it's misinterpreted they put warning labels on social media they try to wipe it from the internet like he never talked about it it's like oh vaccines are how we're going to control populations huh that doesn't fucking make sense to anybody with a mind. So the point is, is yeah, you're either stupid or ignorant, but you're one of the two, and that's really the masses. There's a reason success is rare, and there's a reason 98% of people die without ever achieving their dreams and coming nowhere near them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's because they didn't got nowhere near yeah. their potential. Now I think it's because they're either stupid or because they're ignorant. But I don't think it's it's one of the two. Because you, how do you not so see this? Gotta, so we got to start with money, guys. That first, you got to understand everything's rigged against you and just stop believing what you're fed on TV. Turn off your damn TV, first of all. It's all controlled by the CIA and has been since 1953. So look at Operation Mockingbird. So um, first thing, because if we don't have money, that's what gives the elite their power over the rest of the world, is that how much money they have versus how little everyone else has. However, what I figured out is this. If I made just 1,000 people $1 million, and you probably know like I know, if most people knew how easy a million dollars was to make, 
their heads would explode. Okay, honestly. So, and I can show you, you could sit in our room every day, we call it the war room, where deals are done every single day, where I don't put up a penny. I don't have to do anything, I just fix people's problems and we can make millions, tens of millions. So, um, that's the first thing. People have to learn how to make money and have to learn how to make significant amounts of it. So, if you come to our class, which is free, doesn't cost you anything, sit and watch what we do. You watch us do the deals in the hundreds of millions. I've got deals in the billions right now that we're working on that students brought. So I teach them where to go find these people because everybody needs money. So it all starts with money. Well, right now, banks are pulling trillions out of the market, correct? So that makes people like me that are private lenders and have access to private money all over the world very popular. So every time the phone rings right now, it's people that are in trouble. The banks have pulled out their funding on their deals. They're going to get wiped out or lose millions or even billions if they don't get these projects, the funding back in and going again, flowing. So that's where you start because anybody, it doesn't matter if you know about lending, real estate, merger acquisitions, does not matter. Anybody can start a conversation with somebody and let them know, hey, I saw that you were in this group. And these are chat groups. Facebook, LinkedIn, where people are going and going, hey, the bank's pulled out my funding. Does anybody know of a funder that will fund this deal? Well, you can go in there and watch these conversations happen and then send them a message, hey, I know an investor who's looking for deals. They're funding deals all over. Would you like me to set up a call? Who can't do that? Anybody could do that. Then you bring the information to myself and my team. We call them on the Zoom class calls so all the students can watch. And we do the deals right there, and the student gets 10% of what we make. Now, we've got some deals that will make millions. So what does that equate to for a student? Hundreds of thousands. Now, these people are making forty and 50000 a year at their jobs. How many phone calls could they sit up for my teams that would double, triple, quadruple their revenue from their couch in their spare time on the weekend or in the evenings? Now, once you're making multiple six figures, I can teach you how to magnify that in the six games that we play that you cannot lose money. You know what's funny? Let's talk about the education system and how rigged it is. How come they don't teach a single class on tax liens in this country in school? The minimum rate of return on a tax lien is 12% that I found. Okay? And that's the worst. It goes all the way up to 50% in certain states like Indiana and Texas. You cannot lose your money with the tax lien and you can buy them from your laptop sitting on your couch all over the country. For those that don't know what a tax lien is, if you don't pay your property taxes, they put a tax lien on it. You start to pay interest on that tax lien immediately. Within three months, they'll sell that tax lien to investors like myself. You get 12 months. Every state and city is different, so you have to check out the codes. But just for a general rule of thumb, you get one year to pay off that lien. If you don't pay it off within one year and a day, you now owe two years. So now a 12% interest rate of return on your investment now turned to 24 in one year and one day. If they don't pay, you initiate foreclosure. They auction off the property. Tax liens get paid before mortgages get paid. So you cannot lose your money as long as you bought one on a property that has value. How much time do you need so, uh, to before you can foreclose? How much time what? How much time do you have to get before you can like legally foreclose? Is it different every state? Every state is different. We could we could lay that out for you if we worked with you or you can do the research. It's not hard. Sure. It's out there for anybody who wants to know. Most people don't even know tax liens exist. So if the school system was actually there to educate you, not brainwash you, they would be teaching things like this, that every four years you could double your money. Now tell me what stock you can do that with that's not rigged or that you're not on the inside rigging it. Tell me any other investment that you cannot lose on, every four years you would double your money without fail. Why aren't they teaching people this in schools? Why is it the government teaching people this? Because they don't want you to know how to become financially successful because financial success equates to power. It equates to you being able to resist all the bullshit that they're pulling on people. Because you have means, you can hire attorneys. We can band together and change things. 1,000 of us making a million dollars makes us $1 billion. You could buy the US presidency with $1 billion.
800 million was spent on the last one to win. You could buy an army of Navy SEALs with $1 billion. That's how few of us it takes to wake up and how little money we each need to make and group together before we can change things. And I mean, change it instantly. That's true. That's a good point. You can buy the politicians because all politicians are bought. Not a one of them isn't. If you won't be bought, you won't be in office very long. Yeah. So you got to make enough resources to beat them at their own game. Because if you think you're going to change the game, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You got to get better at the game than they are. So there's the positive and message. And we outnumber them to one. Yeah. Well, there's the positive so message. So we can be yeah. yeah, it's very We're trying to extract a positive message out of the gloom, and that's it right there. To wake up, know the, the games that they're playing, so you can play them back correctly, band together, and, and really, like, get your fucking house in order. I think that's the message, Michael, that we can really extract from, from all this stuff that you're saying, which is a lot of insightful information that, at the very least, debate is something they stripped away out of this country. And it's something that we should bring back because being able to have these conversations, whether you agree or not, will challenge it. Go look up, do homework, do the research. If you don't agree, come back with facts and logically fucking be able to to banter back and forth. But if people are hearing this conversation that me and you and Matt are having and they have any reservations about it, well, then come up with another uh, uh, articulating point that you can that you can come at us with. But don't yeah, just it's like- throw stones at the messenger, I- talk shit, be a, yes, be a not- weenie. <laughs> and I don't want to hear your facts from corrupt sources. That's a, yeah. Okay, don't give me bullshit that's been hijacked, that's been proven. All right, so that's the first step. Is uh, I want to make an army of millionaires. Okay, and we could all do that. You could do this. You've got a great audience platform. You're successful. You know, we could share these games with people. Now, sure. here's the other thing. The next thing is we change how we do business. The way business is done now is I have to. You have to lose for me to win. I have to take money out of your pocket in order to put it into mine. That is not the way God designed things to be. We are our brother's keeper. So let's take, for example, the real estate. People, and I get I get shit talkers and trolls all the time. Oh, you're just wanting to make money through this collapse. You're damn straight I do because more money is made during a collapse than any other time in history. And that's how I'm going to help people and save people is with money. So let's talk about people that are losing their houses to foreclosure. Those people, what do they need? So I get with them, and I used to do it the way every other investor did it, where I take your house and good luck to you. Thank you for making me money, because I know how to capitalize on it, and you don't. That always bothered me in my 20s, so I switched it. Now I want to I want to take care of these people. Yes, I, I need your house, because you can't pay for it. You're going to go bankrupt. That's the only way to get rid of the deficiency judgment once they auction off your house. And they're going to chase you from now on and attach your paychecks, your tax refunds, whatever. So I've got your house. That's great. I'll take the debt off of you. Now, what do you need? You need a house. Let me get you in a house. You don't need to give me a down payment. Your house you gave me is your down payment. Now let me get you in a house, get you stabilized so you're not having to rent a crap place because your credit's ruined. I'll finance it for you. Now, I've got you in a place you're not on the street scrambling. Most of these people have children, just like I did when I lost my house. What do you need next? You need to learn how to make more money. I'm always hiring. Come work for me. Let me see what skill sets you've got. I'll show you how it fits in with our organizations and what we're doing to help people. And you'll make six figures doing it. Now that you're making six figures, what do you need? You need education on how to make that into more passive income. Those are the six games that we play. It's an ecosystem where I don't take from you to enrich myself and good luck to you. You spend the next 10, 15 years trying to put your life back together. Let me lead you out the other side and give you access to our resources, our knowledge, our information of our games and how you can start making your family wealthy as well. Once I change that person's perspective on how they make money, they'll never tell their kids go to school go to college, get in debt to go get a job that isn't even in the degree field you got a degree in while you're 75K in debt and working for a paycheck. Now I've just changed their entire lineage throughout time because they'll teach their children the proper ways to create wealth, the proper ways to beat the game at its own game. Well, I think we just heard your mission because that's a powerful mission. And um, I know we're coming up against a, a hard stop here 
and I know your time is really valuable, but I want to make sure that if people want to go know more about you, where should we send people if they want to get involved with you, if they want to get inside your world, where are all the places that we can take people, Michael Gibson, so that we make sure that, um, you know, we are serving our community and giving them access to all this information. Best way to get in touch with Michael is to go to his Instagram, uh, mgibsonofficial. Okay. And then go to the link tree. And okay. right now we're launching a platform called the Michael Gibson Alliance, where we'll have exclusive videos and content and resources to get really plugged in with everything that Michael's saying. Sign up for his distressed asset masterclass. You can just DM Michael Alliance okay. or collapse and we'll get you. Connected. Awesome. Thank you. Now, That's the, a the direct platform going to be best because they are now shadow banning us so bad. Yeah that only like 10% of the audience on Instagram, we were doing 10,000 new followers a day. Wow. And they throttled it back to 1,000. As soon as we hit 100,000, they just cut it down overnight. Wow. People are telling us every day that they'll follow our page the next day they go and it's unfollowed. Or they never see our content Damn. if unless they come to our page. So they're really clamping down Michael, on us. Michael, how would you, well, you broke since through. we're up on a, we, we do go. have to stop, but we want to wrap with just one simple question. Like, how would you, uh, state your mission in life now how would you utter how would you frame it well i think that's what i just laid out there's a better way to do business where we can all so there's there's money to be made where there's upheaval or drama in someone's life now the way it's always been done before is the investor who knew how to capitalize on that drama would come in and they would profit the person who had the drama happening got the shaft they had to spend years yeah. trying to put their pieces back together. I want us all, instead of coming, let me take from you, let me take the burden off of you that's drowning you. Now let me educate you on how to really play the game. Let me change your life and your relatives' lives and your all your kids, their kids' kids, on down the line. Because once I change one, they'll never teach their children to go play in the matrix and with the rigged system the way it is currently. We all need to come along and help our brothers and lift them up out of the muck and the mire. That's how we change things because financially, it wouldn't take that many of us taking that approach. The whole world would change. Yeah, I'm glad we made that Thank point. Thank you, sir. Right that's powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's... Hammer that home. All right, brother. Well, we, re we really appreciate you, Michael. Yeah, that was, uh, that was incredible. Yeah. We'll make sure... Uh, I know we're going to get a lot of, of DMs on this one, so we'll make sure we uh, send people your way, brother. Thank you for doing this, Michael. Thank you, Eric. Hey, I appreciate you both. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Fun, God man. bless. Thank you. All right. See ya.